Yeah. Yeah, man. I love you guys. Um, oh so I was God. really, really honored that you invited me on. Um, I've been uh, going back and kind of catching up on the back catalog. Um, you guys have had a lot of people on that I'm very familiar with. And so it's been pretty awesome. All right, I'm writing your name down here. You're, you're our third fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, awesome. This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Flurry, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. banter, banter. Uh, my name is Rob Minot. Joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. That's me. And Mr. Steve Barkley. I have control of the cowbell. He's just waiting, isn't he? <laughs> he is. I don't know. He's got he, the drumstick if, in the air. He's just he's, gonna, he's ready. <laughs> as long as he doesn't abuse it. Yeah, see, I don't know. <laughs> we may have to move the cowbell. <laughs> he's now he's gone cowbell happy. Oh well. Uh, cowbell solo. So tired. Yeah, yeah. You had a long. You had a uh, you a work weekend. I hear. I did. Mm-hmm. We had a, a Zoomer convention. This is, you know, old folks who get around and do stuff. Wait, what? Is they, they call it a Zoomer convention? Yep. Why do they call it a Zoomer convention? I have no idea, but that's what they call it. But that so is it? What, what like what's the convention? It's just for, it's for old people to go to to. It's like Comic Con for like seniors. What Kinda, is it? Yeah, it's uh, uh, put on by the Canadian Association of uh, Retired People. I believe it stands for CARP. Okay. And uh, yeah, they have this convention, and uh, there's all kinds of exhibits and presentations, and there's music playing and people dancing and what? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite the thing. There was. Um, let me see. There was a beer garden there. Uh, there were there were a startling number of uh, medical cannabis uh, uh, exhibitors, uh-huh. um, uh, which uh, apparently is quite interesting because in years past, I talked to one lady who'd, who'd been going every year for a number of years, and she says every year now. There's less funeral homes and more marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yep. The seniors are changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not worried about getting buried. They're worried about getting stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of uh, lots of travel booths. You know, place, you know, uh, tr- cruise lines via rail. Uh, plus, you know, ones you wouldn't I've... expect like. Uh, Tourism, Texas. Huh. You know, come come visit Texas. Before uh, you die. Yeah. Yeah, just all kinds of stuff. Interesting. Yep. So is there any, like, cosplay going on, like a Matlock or... No, none of that. Nothing? No. 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 Still, that's so weird. Uh, at least I, it, it, everybody has a convention or, like, some sort of a show these days. Yeah. Every every demographic, it seems. Go figure, eh? Yeah, well, good for them. Good. So it, good, it sounds like it was. It's a pretty good time. It's a. It's a swinging. It was swinging time. It was happening, man. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of Benny Goodman playing and 
No, are you kidding? No, no, these are these are seniors. These are these are like, you know, people who are slightly older than us. It's like seventies rock. Whoa, man. whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, Steve. Our audience is like, what? No, 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 what? No. Yeah, yeah. Michelle and I we're we're standing around in the booth and we're 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 looking at the, the people going by and Michelle said turns to me and says, These people aren't that old. <laughs> it's like, well <laughs> we're not that young. <laughs> Let's look at this another way. Uh, that's too funny. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Rob. Uh, what the heck are we doing today? Today we are talking with Sam Seavey, who is the host of the Blind Life YouTube channel. Hey, you know what? I've been looking forward to this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this channel. Yep. Um, I was looking at it over the weekend, uh, doing some prep, which I do. Lots of great I'm content. You guys. He does good reviews. He mm-hmm. does. Yeah. He. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff on there. And it's not just reviews. I mean, he he does, you know, sort of lifestyle yep. stuff. And he, he he's like us. He talks about everything and anything. Well, let's find out what he'll talk to us about. Yeah. Actually, let's. Because uh, I have a feeling this interview is going to be a little bit longer. So, uh, yeah. Like, I think we should just jump right into it and skip, some, skip the news this week. What do you guys think? Yep. Sounds like a plan. All right. On the count of three, everybody jump. Well, One. Two, three. Well, nobody jumped, but oh well. How do you know? <laughs> I was jumping. I would have felt the floor shake. I jumped to the cowbell. Ah, that's true. There you go. Hello. Hey, Sam. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. And as, as we're saying that, I just got notification that the Rick Hansen Institute tagged us in a photo. Woo-hoo. In a photo. Ah. Oh, excellent. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. About, uh, about the, we, when we talked to Nancy Thurgood. The Rick oh, Hansen the Institute. Yeah. yeah but what's research. the photo? It's just uh, the header, the header from the the website. Oh, okay. So it says, "Hey, check out this episode." Anyways. Sorry, Sam, we go off in tangents. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> let's talk <laughs> about us. I'll be over here whenever you guys need me. To <laughs> we're gonna. We're, the interview just turned into we're gonna interview Sam about how much he about loves AP us. Banter, right. Right. Yeah. 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 Thirty <laughs> minutes into the podcast, I finally show up. <laughs> I'm gonna write us down four, five, and six on the fan list. I think <laughs> we're just not used to it. Uh, okay, let's talk about Sam. Tell us how this whole YouTube channel uh, started up. Give us give us the bit of the backstory. Okay, well it uh, it all goes back 1975. My parents. <laughs> no, no, I won't go back that far. Um, <laughs> I was with you. <laughs> Good. It's like well, I'm ready for this. That is when it all it all started. But now I um you know I was I was uh, around age 11 started developing. Um, Stargardt's disease. I uh, was diagnosed with Stargardt's disease. Um, this is going way back, but it all l- leads into my current uh, job. But um, and so I, you know, as most of us growing up with vision impairments, we get older, and, and it's really hard to find work. Um, I was working at restaurants. I did a lot of restaurant work for a long time, as most of us do in our 20s, um, which is a lot of fun. But uh, eventually, you know, my uh, my vision was progressing and it was getting harder and harder for me to do that. Um, It just so happened at this time that my wife and I had our daughter. And so I decided to be a stay at home dad. it just was easier. My wife makes a lot more money than I do. So it made sense. Um, and, but as she got older, you know, you get bored. Your only, um, conversation all day long as a toddler, <laughs> uh, you, you start looking for something to do, you know, you want to get out of the house. Uh, and so when she got older and she was in school, 
I had a bunch of different weird, odd jobs. Um, I was actually a cake decorating instructor for a little while. Um, I taught at a local Hobby Lobby and a local Michaels teaching um, wonderful ladies how to make cakes. And, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but eventually I kind of landed a job making videos for a tech YouTube channel. Um, this company based out of Texas, this guy contracted me to make some videos on um, Android, uh, hacking Android, teaching people how to make their Android devices way cooler than it, they normally are. Uh, and that was a lot of fun, but it, it was a job that I could do myself, you know, and I could cater to my needs. I could set it up in my own home the way that was going to work best for me. And um, I had a lot of success with that. That channel was called Mobile Tech Videos 2, number two. Uh, it's still out there. It's You can go watch my old terrible videos. Um, <laughs> it's all way out of date now, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was around this time, I did that for a couple of years, and around 2013, I guess, um, that was kind of winding down and wanted to do something else. But I, I decided one day just to search on YouTube for my vision impairment, Stargardt's disease. And at the time, there wasn't a lot on there. I didn't find very much. Um, there was there was the medical related videos, but I was really looking for the the real life, you know, people living with the, the disease. And there wasn't a lot out there. So I thought, you know what? Um, mobile tech videos is going to be winding down soon. I've got all the equipment. I've been making videos for a while now. I know how to do it. Yeah, I should just start my own channel. And um, so that's how the blind spot was created. Uh, back then it was the blind spots, which was an homage to my vision impairment. Mm -hmm. And um, I, that was one of the aha, you know, the clouds opened up and I heard the angels <laughs> when I thought of that name, <laughs> which actually uh, jumping ahead, the name kind of bit me in the butt later on. But um, so I started making videos there at, at the beginning. It was just kind of throwing darts at a board, whatever stuck I would make a video about, didn't have any kind of schedule or any kind of direction. Um, it just, it was just a hobby, you know, something to do, keep, uh, keep me busy. And uh, lo and behold, you know, five, six years later, um, we just hit, we're right around 13 and a half thousand subscribers. Um, I've got over 480 videos. Two, 2 million views, it's it's really taken off. And I'm, I get to be on amazing podcasts like AT Banter. <laughs> <laughs> good plug, good plug. There you go. Well, you know, and it's funny you say that because, you know, I was taking a look uh, at the channel over the weekend. Um, and, and actually, you know, we've we've come across your channel actually multiple times uh, in the past Not as good. well. Um, so you've kind of been on our list to, to talk to you for a while. But, you know, we're, we're kind of a bit similar uh, in, in ways because what's interesting about your channel is that like one week you're gonna you're talking about something very techy. Um, mm -hmm. The next week you're talking about something about your life. Uh, the next week you're talking to somebody else about something about their life. So it seems to be a, a real combo of just you know you just kind of cover whatever topics you happen to cover uh, with without really being uh, focused in on one element. And that's kind of how we approach the show as well. Mm -hmm. In other words, attention deficit disorder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're versatile, Steve. Yeah, right. Sure, let's go with versatile. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the, the show it leans heavily on assistive technology now because that's what I do in my day job. And that's, you know, I grew up using AT devices and I love it. Um, but I do like to every now sprinkle in um, 
the videos about the life side of, of sure. living the blind life. Um, those are very popular. I mean, some of my most popular videos have nothing to do with technology. It's just tips and tricks videos. Uh, you know, one of my, uh, a very popular video, which I, I love telling people about this because it was um, one of those examples of, I talk to people about making videos and they say, where do you come up with your ideas? And I say, you know what? Oftentimes I'll think, well, this is the dumbest idea or everybody already knows this. No one's going to want to care about a video about this, but I end up making it anyway. And those become some of my most popular videos. And case in point, one of them was uh, how blind people brush their teeth, <laughs> which, which spawned from uh, a conversation I was having with my, my boss about how we brush our teeth and how, you know, if you can't see the end of your toothbrush, how do you squirt the toothpaste on the, on your toothbrush? And she said, well, I just squirted it in my mouth. And I said, yeah, I do that too. And it seemed like a no brainer that we just naturally organically found out, figured out, you know, huh. but I, I made a video and I've gotten so many comments. Oh my gosh, you saved my life. You know, <laughs> I, I got toothpaste all over the sink every day. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. And <laughs> so it never ceases to amaze me what people will, will latch on to what yeah. topics. Uh, sorry. Now I'm just, th I'm just thinking about doing that now. But yeah. Like why have we well, been wasting yeah, our time? I don't, I don't know. Absolutely. All this time. See, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you just squirt it right in your mouth, and 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 you're good to go. Just, now, of course, you, you can't share your toothpaste with anybody else at right. that point, but yeah. you know that's a small price to pay. Hmm. How often do you do you publish? Like, do you have a set schedule these days, or you just you, again, you're just sort of publishing as you as you uh, create them? No, I do. I do have a schedule now. As I said at the beginning, it was just whatever popped in my head whenever. You know, I would go a couple weeks in between uploading a video, uh, but about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, I decided to settle down on a schedule and um, I upload twice a week. It, at my very best, uh, I, I do two, twice a week. Uh, I've, I currently have my hands in other things right now. So it's actually, I think I'm going to go down to once a week uh, just for my own sanity and, and, and my family's so my family doesn't leave me, uh, <laughs> but I, I do, I did try try to do twice a week. And, um, as I said, it's, it's heavily technology driven now because I have access to it. And I, you know, it's just, as you guys probably understand the lack of, of knowledge out there for the general community of what's available to them is just mind boggling. And so I really want to be the place on YouTube to learn about assistive technology for the visually impaired. Let's talk about the creation process. Um, sure. How long does it take you to sort of um, make uh, an average video, say, from uh, conception to, you know, uploading? I, I, I upload on Mondays and Fridays. Those are my days off for my day job. Um, and so I'll get up in the morning and from setting everything up, recording, um, editing, and then uploading, an average video would be about six, seven hours. Uh, just because I'm sure you guys can relate, you know, it takes us way longer to do everything in life than it does <laughs> people with, sure. with uh, good vision. So uh, trying to edit on my computer, all zoomed in with my screen magnifier, and just, it just takes a long time. Um, so, and that's, that's just an average video. If I'm doing something that's a little bit more production heavy, uh, like currently I'm working on uh, a video in collaboration with Iris vision to feature their new, um, Iris vision version 3.0, 
working on that this morning and worked on it yesterday, work on it today, and hopefully we'll upload it tomorrow. Say hi to Tom for us. <laughs> yes, Tom Persky is my buddy. And what, what kind of equipment do you have? What do you I use uh, a, a mirrorless, a Sony mirrorless camera for my, my camera. Um, and I use for editing, I've got lighting and all that stuff, of course. Um, I've got a studio set up in one of my guest bedrooms. And I have, for my editing, I use, right now I'm, I'm playing around with DaVinci Resolve because it's free and it's a pretty powerful um, program. Um, it's, it's not, it's a little bit more accessible than Premiere Pro um, and it's free, so you can't beat that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean this, and this this is what is is exciting. The exciting component of like a platform like YouTube, um, you know, I'm really all the you know all the um, the social network platforms is is this idea of anybody can go in and and become a content creator and create content for these communities that have been dramatically underserved in the past. Mm -hmm. um, you know, able to share information or life experiences or you know. So is that what you found? Have you found that since you've had the channel, um, you've kind of been been sort of embraced by this this community and you get a lot of feedback and you and you get a lot of um, accolades from the community? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and as you mentioned that anybody can can do this, uh, you know, like I said, when I started in 2013, there was hardly anybody. Uh, you know, Tommy Edison, I think, was was on the platform um, making his film reviews uh but there wasn't a lot of other people and but since then now if you look at the visually impaired community on youtube it's huge yep. it's incredible um and i do i get i get comments all the time i get emails all the time and just the most uh amazing heartfelt you know love coming from the community i tell you this it's such a demanding job, um, producing two videos a week and working part-time and, and family and all that, that I, if it weren't for the community and the response, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd probably, you know, give it up, uh, after a while because it does take its toll, but just getting that constant feedback and, and, you know, the positive emails and comments and then going to these conventions and, and people recognizing me, recognizing me. I mean, I, uh, you know, it's a little bit of, of a boost to my ego. Um, since I am on a, a visual medium, people do recognize me when I'm out and about, and I'm a very, uh, unique looking guy, <laughs> not Travers looking guy. And, uh, but speaking of which, CSUN, I believe I was in the same at the same party with Steve. Oh, oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. I was at the party in the big presidential suite, um, hymns and Irie. And I was talking to someone um, also from Canada. And I was I mentioned I was like, oh, I'm going to be on the podcast. You know, have you ever heard of AT banter? And they're like, oh, I think Steve's here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I wasn't. I didn't. I never made that party. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we all fanned out, but I, I, you know, I never, we never found you, but I, I figured, you know, well, it's a room full of blind people. You could have been standing right next to me and I never would have known <laughs> next year. So let's talk about some, the AT side of it. Um, is that really where your passion lies? Is, is that what you, you enjoy talking about the most? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a techie kind of guy. I, I love gadgets and gizmos. Um, I'm cursed by always wanting the coolest and the latest gear, mm-hmm. um, much to the chagrin of my wife, <laughs> who yeah. is my CFO. <laughs> um, and, but you know, as I said, I, I grew up using magnifiers and CCTVs, and and um, I. I'm an assistive technology trainer at a nonprofit in my day job. So I get to work with this stuff all the time and train with people on it. And I love that. I love having people come in um, who didn't know this stuff existed. And I see it all the time. We, we work yeah. with a lot of um, older generation, usually age-related macular degeneration. And they're just brand new to this whole world. And and they all they know is they're struggling and they don't know what's available. And then they come in and they sit down with me for an hour, hour and a half. And by the time they leave, you know, their eyes are alight and with, yeah. with the possibilities and, and always in a better mood. And I love that. I love that feeling. So I love uh, working with assistive technology. And like I said, getting the information out there because a lot of people just don't know this stuff exists. That's interesting because, uh, you know, Ryan does most of my training for me and everybody leaves him bitter and angry. <laughs> oh, it must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> it's the alcohol content in our beer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan. Yeah, I know. He's just getting hammered. Last I week know. it was me hammering him. This week I it's know. Steve. Yeah. Well, you guys People know. are going to think we beat up on him, but really and honestly to all our listeners out there, he beats on us. Oh, really? All the time. <laughs> Constantly. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Yep. When the mics are off, he's oh, all true. over it. Yeah. Yep. I'm just brutal. Yeah. He's just much more professional when the, the mics are on. He's in, he's on his good behavior when the mics are on. Yeah, yeah we've, we've been considering just attaching a mic to him to try and keep him in line. But <laughs> well, You should hear what I say when these guys leave the room. <laughs> I make sure the mics are off and I'm not recording. <laughs> but but no, it's, it, it's, it's true. I mean, that's very much been our experience as well. Um, and that's one of the things that I think, and I'll speak for myself, I, I can't speak for Ryan or Steve, but I uh, you know, that's one of the things that's really kept me in the assistive technology field um, over the years is just uh, that, that it's so rewarding when you're introducing people to this technology that that they had no idea existed. And you see that the the immediate impact that it has on them mm-hmm. um, because they realize that, oh, hey, this this means that, you know, I can I don't have to give up, you know, this part of my life because of uh because of, of a physical barrier that they they're coming up against. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole motto of the show is you're going to be able to do whatever you want to. You just have to learn a new way to do it. I mean, within reason, of course, I always say you're not going to fly a plane or, you know, become a commercial airline pilot or you know a long haul trucker. Right. But, you know, you could definitely do just about anything you want to do. So now I always ask this uh, of anybody who's been in the the AT field for a while, because uh, I'm always interested in, to hear their answers. But say over the past ten years, like what do you where do you see uh, the great leap forward in terms of assistive technology? Yeah, I I, I, I was listening to your uh, CSUN wrap up podcast, and you guys were talking about this. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, the wearables, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, yeah. the wearables seem to be pretty popular, pretty sexy right now, I guess you could say. Um, and it would be interesting or it's going to be interesting to see where that goes, hopefully smaller, 
um, you know, less obtrusive mm -hmm. designs. Uh, but just, I think you guys mentioned also the apps. Someone mentioned just the, the accessibility on um, mobile apps nowadays with seeing AI. And I'm, I'm an old school fan of KNFB Reader. A lot of people don't talk about it that much anymore, but I love it. I use it all the time. Um, I actually prefer it over seeing AI, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a video showing head to head comparison between the two and KNFB Reader came out on top. But um, just the fact that, you know, in our office, we have an old Kurzweil reader that somebody donated. And this thing is like a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And all it well. does is scan a document and read it out loud to you. And it weighs a ton, <laughs> takes forever. Um, and then now, you know, the thought of I can pull up my, my phone and, and click on an app and do that plus a whole slew of other features um, is just incredible. So that keeps going. I was just watching a video about um, Google's Lookout. I'm, I'm hoping to make have a video about that coming out soon. That looks really cool as well. So the mobile apps probably is, is where the um, where the real innovation has has shined. Boo, Google. Boo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard you guys talking about that on one of the podcasts, too. I'm an Android guy, although I will say yeah. I, I'm <laughs> probably going to have to go to iPhone just because... As <laughs> there it is. As oh, my vision gets this. worse, I, I'm, I'm relying more on the voice on the screen reader. Absolutely. And when, when did I, this I, happen? I'm, I'm diehard Android guy, but I gotta say, voiceover just works better than talkback. Yep. It hurts my soul to say it, but it does. I was an Android user as well, and you know, for years and years, and I, I yeah. switched back to iOS, and you know, I was looking forward to Lookout as well. But again, it's only on Pixels, and it's only available in the U.S. right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I, my wife, luckily, my wife has a Pixel, so I actually have access to it. Um, other than that, people always say that to me. They, I get an email and they're like, "Hey, can you can you do a review of this? You know, the surf accessibility on the Surface Pro." And I'm like, "Okay, are you going to send me a Surface?" That's Pro? right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll make a call to Microsoft That's and right. get right on that, but I don't think so. <laughs> have you found that manufacturers are really good at sending you products to review? Yeah, over the last um, year or so, it's, you know, as my channel's grown, it's gotten much better. Um, I was just looking at that yesterday, kind of going over my list of, of videos to make. And I've got three devices sitting up there right now on loan that I need to get on and um, make videos about because I'm sure they're going to want those back sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they, I think the organizations and the companies see the value in my channel and advertising on my channel uh, or having their, their video or their product featured on my channel. Um, and so that's, that's helped out a lot with that. Right. I think wearables, wearables and AI is probably where, where things are going. I think that's pretty much where we've landed. Uh, we've, we've had a little bit of, of conversations with, uh, with a, a few companies now that are looking into trying to do uh, electronic Braille uh, in a different way to try to drop the price of, uh, of things like Braille displays. Um, mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like if someone can crack the code there, that could be a real leap forward in, in that particular type of, uh, of uh, assistive technology. Yeah, it's it's insane the prices of some of these things, and I made a whole video about that, explaining why uh, AT costs so much, and and trying to give people other options for affording these things. Um, and I, I listened to your CSUN wrap up 
podcast and you guys were talking about all the braille devices. Yeah. I work mostly with low vision, so I don't deal with braille a lot. Um, but it was cool to listen to you guys. So I'm getting all my braille information from you guys <laughs> about, oh. about the new stuff out there. But you did mention on there, someone mentioned about how it seems to be just revamping of what's already been available. Um, I noticed that a lot at CSUN yeah. and ATIA actually, that's, you know, it's still a CCTV. It might be folding down and portable and the camera can pivot and all that, but it's, it still just does the same CCTV things. Right. Um, so it tends to be, that's kind of where it's going. I was really impressed with the graffiti. I saw that when it was a, um, a prototype and, and the second iteration of the prototype. Uh, but I didn't see it at CSUN this year. Steve's looking puzzled. I'm not sure. If he's, yeah, he's no, I know. I remember the name, the graffiti tablet. But I'm From uh, um, <laughs> APH, American Printing House, oh, right. that full tablet size uh, Braille display. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it could, could render photos and all kinds of stuff. Right. You know what's really cool is that we talked to, and this was a while ago, we talked to these guys uh, maybe like over a year ago, I think. But we talked to a, a European company that was looking into trying to figure out a way to use haptics and a touchscreen to actually make, um, you could like you could a, feel a like touch, a, yeah, a, a touch dial screen. on your screen would be haptic, so it'd be tactile feedback. Mm. And and I feel like if someone could crack the code there, that could be a big leap forward for touchscreen technology because you could actually have uh, braille, possibly, possibly uh, on on a touchscreen or or at least. Ta tactile surface so you could you could use your fingers and you could actually detect um you know a, a button or a that would be really cool yeah so it vibrates whenever you you um drag your finger over the area the button yeah 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 that would be um it would definitely take some some getting used to some training <laughs> yeah and it would, yeah. it would be a giant leap forward technologically i don't think they were even close to really figuring out how to do it but Mm -hmm. I saw some device at CSUN. Um, I was working a booth, so I didn't get a lot of time to, to wander around, but um, it had divots in the screen, uh, on the screen for like a keyboard. Right. I believe it was a keyboard. It might have even been a Braille keyboard. It but was Braille that keyboard. Windows 10 note taker, I think. Yeah. 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 And that was kind of interesting. I had never seen that where they, they physically changed the surface of the screen uh, like that. But I mean, you're absolutely right about, you know, the price. And I feel like the price point is is also something that really needs to be addressed um, within the the uh, assistive technology field. And I think the only way that that's ever really going to change uh, is is the idea of assistive technology has to change from being something that is a a specific niche device mm -hmm. um, or an add-on to actually being incorporated into uh, mainstream technology and you know having having these devices these e even these wearable devices that are just universally designed um, from the ground up as opposed to having you know a pair of smart glasses that it's only its only function is to be a, a piece of assistive technology it needs to just be a mainstream as well as a piece of AT and that's why it's exciting right now I think for like stuff like digital assistance or um, you know where um, smart glasses in general um, because we're starting to see that definitely a definitely a, a 
a change in um, accessibility awareness over the last, you know, five, 10 years, especially with consumer electronics, you know, like the, the Amazon Echo and the Google Hub right. and um, even things that I, I, I do a presentation um, and I have a whole section about consumer electronics and I talk about uh, even things like the Nest thermostat or the, um, the doorbells with video cameras and intercoms built in, you know, you wouldn't think about how helpful that could be for someone with vision impairment. But, you know, I, I, the example I give is, is if somebody, and I'm usually talking to a room full of sighted, perfectly sighted people. And I say, you think about it. If, if you get a knock on your door, you can look out the peephole or you can peek out the side window and see who it is. But if you're visually impaired, you don't have that option. And so if you're not expecting a package or a, a friend to come over, that could be, you know, very, uh, the anxiety can flare when that you get that knock and who is it, you know, what's going on. So to be able to push a button on your smartphone and say, you know, can I help you and talk to them all from the security of inside your house with the door closed and locked, uh, and investigate that that way, that would be, um, awesome. I think, um, that's the pitch I'm trying to, I'm going to give to the uh, video doorbell people and say, <laughs> <laughs> send me one of your products. <laughs> well, it's very true. And so, you know, it leads me into a question. Have you tried one or do you use the ring video doorbell or anything similar? No, no. Um, like I said, I've, I've done research on it and I've, I've seen, um, other videos. Uh, that's one of those things. If I get a moment, I, I will actually, I, I need a manager to manage these <laughs> things, to send out these emails for me, the co companies. Because um, I just I'm terrible about that connecting with people that way. Hey Steve, why don't you tell the fine folks about Canadian Assistive Technology? Well, Canadian Assistive Technology is a Canadian-based distributor of guess what? Assistive Technology. I would not have guessed that. Uh, really? Oh, I got to work something better into the name <laughs> then. Um, and uh, we do uh, all kinds of low vision and blindness aids, as well as all kinds of physical access aids and uh, accessible furniture. You name it. Visit our website at www.canastech.com. Rick, let me ask you about this. Chaos Technical Services. Chaos Technical Services. Don't sound so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Speaking of repairs. We are the sister company to Canas Tech. Um, we do the repairs on uh, low vision devices, uh, uh, reading machines uh, for libraries, braille printers, and pretty well anything in between. We can be found at uh, www.chaostechnicalservices.com. At, um, at CSUN, there were a ton of uh, different tablet-based um, CCTV systems. Mm -hmm. did, you, did you see anything there that you thought really stood out over uh, any of the others? Yeah, the, um, I've done a video recently about the Patriot Pro um, from Magnifying America down the Palmers down in Florida. It uses uh, an iPad Pro, the 12-inch. That was pretty cool. I mean, the iPad Pro has a great camera and a great screen, and so to to utilize that um, for a, a CCTV would, was was really cool. There was also one that I spoke to um, North State Assistive Technology um, called uh, the uh oh the the Revo Win. No, not the Revo. Um, Oh my gosh! I just made a video about it. He's going to kill me. The the owner of North State. But anyway, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it used it used a Surface podcast. Pro um, right. <laughs> as the the 
tablet and the digital magnifier. So you could jump from Windows operating system into this digital magnifier. But then you could also do a split screen, which I thought was really cool. I hadn't seen on anything else. Split screen from the distance camera and the magnifier. Um, so a student could have a document underneath the camera magnifier and be working on that while watching the teacher up at the front of the room or the front of the board, um, front of the classroom on the distance camera, both on the same screen. So they could be copying down notes off the board or, or what have you. And I thought that was really cool. Nice. The Revo to go win. That's what it is. Yeah, I was right. Revo. Okay. <laughs> in, in recent memory, let's say in the past, say six months, what, what product have you taken a look at that has really set you on fire that you've been really excited, excited about either that you've seen or that you know of that's in development? In the last six months, um, it's it's a, a product that I was helping to launch at CSUN, and it's it's very simple. It's not it's nothing flashy or fancy, um, but it, it definitely fills a a void out there that's def desperately needed, in my opinion. I always have to preface things by saying, in my opinion, because <laughs> people will come back and yell at me. Um, but <laughs> it was the blind shell mobile phone. Um, I. As I said, I'm an, I'm an AT trainer. I work with the elderly all day long. And so many times somebody's come in and they say, well, I can't see my flip phone anymore. And I'll say, well, you know, okay, well, you know, we have some options. We could look at the iPhone has great accessibility. We could do Android if you'd like. They're much more affordable. And usually the kids of the person says, no, mom, mom's not, doesn't want to do anything super technical. She, she can't do it. And I say, well, you know, then you've got like the cricket or something or not the cricket, the um, uh, the jitterbug yeah. or something like that. Some some other type. There isn't really anything. The Ray phone is out there. There's a couple, but they're just not very widely available. Um, so when I made a video about a phone and somebody commented and said, oh, it kind of looks like the blind shell phone. And I thought, what's the blind shell? So I, I Googled it and then I reached out to the company. So would you guys mind sending me one of your phones? I think it's pretty cool. I'd love to feature it on the channel. And uh, they're based in the Czech Republic. Um, super nice guys. They sent me two of their phones and I was just blown away because it's just a it's simple solution to that problem. Um, the phone is a throwback to the, the 2000s, early 2000s, uh, Nokia style candy bar phone with the full hmm. physical keypad. Really? Uh, doesn't have a touch screen. It's not a smartphone. I mean, it is built on Android, but you can't even get into the Android system at all. Full vocalized uh, phone. Everything reads out to you. Super large, high contrast, simplified um, icons and, and large print on the screen. And all of that's customizable. You can change the size of the font. You can change the color contrast if you'd like. You prefer the black on yellow color scheme. You can do that. Um, and then just 100% controlled by the buttons. And it's just simple. It's easy. Uh, it's got email, calendar, text messaging, um, all the basics that you would need, alarm clock, timer, all of that. It's got FM radio, internet radio. I'm, I'm trying to sell you guys on this right now. Um, <laughs> you can tell I worked, I worked the whole week at CSUN I've, uh, I'd like demoing this black, phone. Please. <laughs> um, it has, but it has a lot of low vision features as well, which are great. It's got uh, voice calling, voice dictation, voice control. So I could say, what's the weather? And it would tell me the weather. 
Um, once I'm in the email field, I could dictate the entire email and send that out. Super simplified, um, has a color identifier. You can assign voice labels to QR codes that you get in the box, little stickers. And so you can independently label all your stuff, you know, your medication, your spices, things like that. Um, just really, really smart design, easy to use. Um, and I'm excited, like I said, for, for organizations like the VA here in the States. Um, we're talking to Maxi Aids, we're talking to um, the Lighthouses, we're talking to all of them, um, trying to get the, get the word out about it. That's what I'll be in NFB helping to promote. Yeah, the seniors market is a very, it's a, it's a very specific market. Um, and and there, there are some design choices that, that you kind of have to make um, to sort of cater to that population for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know people, some people would come back and say, well, do you have Facebook on it? And, and it's like, no, uh, we're purposely, purposely making it as simple to use. Right. You know, you want, you want, it's got over 20, 23, I think, um, different apps will air quote apps, uh, but you can't, load apps onto it um and specifically because you don't want to make it too complicated right for that for that demographic yeah sure i mean we you know we we deal with uh cctvs all the time that that are are very much designed the, the front controls are very much designed for like a one big button right here and a big dial <laughs> and that's right. you know and that's it they the less the less that's there the better yeah so and despite that you still spend an hour training them <laughs> no no that's the power button no no don't no oh, okay now, now, now we got to turn it back on again that you know that really is the circle of life though because i got a new remote control uh for my tv uh last week and uh you do you do lose functionality about that like i'm just like i don't know what all these buttons do like what, mm -hmm. what? i need power volume up volume down channel up and down you know that's it that's all i need yeah I got a I got a new remote control just last week as well, and it has voice recognition on it. Oh, and I'm I'm so I'm so chuffed about the voice recognition because you can you can do things like you know hold down the button and say you know show me bulldog videos on YouTube, and I was demonstrating this last night for my in laws. It's like this is so cool, and, <laughs> you know, the family's all sitting around. So I press down the button. I say show me bulldog videos on YouTube, and nothing happens. And my son <laughs> my son turns and looks at me and goes, Dad. You have to turn the TV on first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. So it's happening. It's, it's, happening. Ha it's actively happening to us all. Yep. Damn. <laughs> Damn and nothing ever works right when you're trying to demo it exactly. for someone. Exactly. It's true. I wanted to be that cool old person that was still like into, maybe that 80-year-old that's still using Instagram and Snapchat, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, they'll they'll start blocking you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it what's it like having a YouTube channel? Is it is it a giant pain in the ass sometimes, or <laughs> do you love it? No, I love it. I love if I could just make the videos and upload them, and that was it. That would be great. I would. I've got that down pack. Um, but it's you, you can't just do that. You've got to you've got to interact with your community and all that and answer comments, which right. I, I enjoy doing, but I often forget about it. And so, you know, a week or two will go by and I'm like, oh, crap, I got to answer comments. I forgot. And then I've got, you know, six pages of, of comments um, 
not even that I, it's more than like it's like 16 pages of comments that i've got to go through and answer um and then really something else i talk about in my presentation is social media and if you have any kind of business these days you really got to be on social media if yeah. you're not on social media you're missing out on a huge um, advertising market and i'm the worst at taking my own advice because i'm terrible at facebook i'm terrible mm. at instagram and you know and twitter and if i go to an event like a csun or something like that then i'm i'm tweeting about all this kind of stuff and taking pictures with fans and, and posting that that's no problem but then i get home and it's like it'll be weeks in between a post and i know i need to be better but it's, it's just like my life my daily life is boring i'm not you know going to coachella or anything like that <laughs> <You know? laughs> i get up and i go to work and it's like i don't think that's gram worthy <laughs> And we we find the same thing. We're we're pretty bad when it comes to our social media. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can only take so many pictures of microphones and <laughs> Ryan sitting on the couch with headphones on. That's right, it's right. just like this is not gonna thrill people. Nope. Yeah, I tried to find a picture of you guys and I couldn't even find a picture of you guys. Yeah, well catastech.com. Yeah, you're not really missing much with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the the biggest thing that we that we uh documented that was a big a big hit was when steve cut himself on oh, the pumpkin carving the pumpkin that's right <laughs> yeah we took a picture of the wound that got a lot of attention people like people enjoyed that yeah people love misery they love yeah. blood yeah. oh yeah they just, yeah nothing like a good stabbing to bring out the fans <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what kind of at do you use like on a regular basis what's your favorite piece of at well uh much like most people, so my vision impairment, little little um, set the stage here. I Stargardt's disease, as I said before, uh, juvenile macular degeneration, uh, no central vision. My acuity is twenty four hundred in my good eye, twenty eight hundred in my bad. Um, <clears throat> so, I thankfully with with macular degeneration, Stargardt's, I have good use of my peripheral. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, so I don't, I use a cane, but I don't need it for navigation. It's more for identification. Um, I use it when I'm walking around out uh, on sidewalks, things like that. If I need to cross streets, uh, if I'm going into a, a store or a restaurant, I'll, I'll use the cane. And so that when I say, you know, what's, what's, what specials do you have? And they, they look behind themselves at the, at the menu and it's like, it's right there, <laughs> which I have had happen to me before. I'm like, I know, I know I, I can't see it. Um, that the, the cane answers all those questions. So I'm, I'm a big advocate in, um, for the cane. Uh, and I use it for traveling. Absolutely. Um, traveling through airports and things like that. But I also always have a magnifier within reach of me 24 hours a day, literally, you know, even if I'm in the shower, it's sitting on the counter in the bathroom. Um, I've often taken it into the shower so I kind of see which which of the bottles, which of the 15 bottles my wife has in there is the actual body wash because that's the only one I need, you know. Um, and then I use a my my Android phone. I've got a Galaxy S8. I consider that a very helpful um, assistive technology device. Uh, I've got an iPad, iPad the Pro, the big 12 inch. Um, I've got a, a CCTV. I just had um, the zip sent to me from um, my buddy Charl uh, Charlie Collins, who's I think coming into town tomorrow to help me teach me how to use it. Um, 
pretty happy about that. And I've got a small digital handheld uh, Ruby, Ruby XL, the handheld digital mm -hmm. magnifier that I use sometimes. I usually use that more for demonstrations and training. Um, and then I would say my I've got an Iris Vision as well. Nice, you're kitted out. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the benefits of one of the perks of the of the position is I get some cool toys to play with, and sometimes I get to keep them. Excellent. Yeah, I did notice you um, on some of your more recent videos. You you uh, reviewed a a smartwatch. Um, what's your take on smartwatches? Because we've talked about it here on the show in the past, and I don't know. We kind of land on we're a little bit lukewarm on them because. I don't know. I just don't feel like they've really. We're still waiting for the magic rest, the magic sauce. You know, yeah. You smartwatches for the blind, anyway. Yeah, I. The, the reason why I got one is because I've I've been a long time talking watch user. Um, you know, and I, I always hear the argument. Well, my phone can tell me what time it is, and yes, that's true. But I just enjoy wearing a watch. You know, I, I grew up wearing watches. I just like wearing a watch, and the only things we had to help us were talking watches and they're great, but in my opinion, horrible designs. They're just, I cannot find a good looking talking watch right. uh, because they try to, they try to incorporate low vision with the talking. You know, they want to make everything large print and high contrast with the talking, which is fine, but I can't see the, the face at all. So I don't need that. I want something, I want more of a minimal design. Um, no numbers on it, you know, on the face, things like that, but they don't make that. So, um, I was looking for, I thought, well, a smartwatch, I could just change the watch face, whatever I want. But as once again, I'm an Android guy and there is zero information online about <laughs> Android smartwatch accessibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, there, I've, I've, got, know a lot of people that use the Apple watch and that's pretty accessible. And a lot of people like that, but I wanted to look at Android, so I eventually just broke down. I I talked to some companies, and nobody seems to care who I am and wants to send me a watch. So <laughs> I just broke down and bought a watch, and um, I was actually pretty impressed with the the accessibility. Uh, it reads just about everything out to you. Well, it reads everything out to you, and you can you can just about do everything with uh, the voice assistant or talkback turned on that you could without there's, there's some things, um, on the watch faces, there's different areas you can touch that will do different things, launch different apps and things like that. And you don't have that, that function when the voice is turned on. Um, there's no multiple areas to touch on the watch face itself. But other than that, it, it, it reads pretty much everything I needed to. Um, I can talk to it. I can tell it what to do. I can answer calls and send text messages and all that with it. I was pretty impressed with it. But this once again, this is coming from not expecting anything at all. Right. Yeah. And which watch was that? I purchased the uh, Samsung Gear S3 Classic. Uh, it's a couple years old, so it was cheaper than the modern version of that. And it was based on the recommendation from one of my viewers. A gentleman named Chris recommended it. Um, and because I have a Samsung phone, I figured why not? Right. Now, do you find when you do reviews that you kind of have to kind of have to be careful on how you present them? Um, you know, AT in general is is kind of tricky because what works well for one person 
uh, may not really work all that great for somebody else. Like it's the the the, the functionality of, of any device is really dependent on what that person's condition is and what they mm-hmm. want to use it for. Do, do you find that that you have to be careful about that when you're when you're doing reviews? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I always preface, um, especially when I'm talking to uh, companies and saying, you know, would you mind sending me a, a device and I'll do a video r- review about it. And I also don't like to say review. I, I t- tend to say overview because I don't want to impose my opinion too much on it um, for that very reason. I always say, you know, vision impairment is so widely different from one person to another. Um, even my sister who has Stargardt's also, her vision is is uh, very different than my own. So just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you and vice versa. And so when I'm talking to companies, I also let them know that I pride myself on being honest in my videos. And if your device is garbage, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell the people that. <laughs> and I have before, and I think... Hope, I hope anyway <laughs> that companies will respect that and you know and appreciate that and take it to heart. Um, case in point, my eSight videos. I've done a couple eSight videos, and I was honest. I you know I pointed out the things that I thought were terrible about it, um, pointed out the good things, and I said it doesn't work for me. Um, but doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. I definitely recommend going out and trying it, but definitely try it first because those things are ridiculously expensive mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, you want to make sure it's going to work. Uh, and I, I did that something similar with, um, cyber eyes and I had a very bad experience with them and I let people know about that. And that's, it's very funny, but I, I actually, Sean Tibbetts, who was, you know, the main guy behind yeah. cyber eyes, um, He's from around here locally uh, where I am. And CyberEyes was actually inspired by my boss, uh, Teresa Thomas, where I work, the nonprofit I work at, Bluegrass Council of the Blind in in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, They were friends. And he at the time said, hey, you got have you tried this smart glass, you know, Google smart glass, um, Google glass. It looks really cool. It could be very helpful. I think he was he had a food truck or something at at the time. And so that's kind of spurred him on to thinking in that direction and iris or cyber eyes was born and um but the first iteration of cyber eyes was terrible and i did a video about it he was all excited and he brought it and i did a video and i I it's not it's not that great and then we had some issues with dealing with the company and i i documented everything and um left it at that and about a year later we saw him at a conference and my boss was there also. And later on, she told me that he was talking with her and he said, man, Sam's video is really killing us. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I, I, I said, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but I was honest, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when they, when they came out with their, their most recent version, I, I contacted Sean. I said, I'd like to give this one another shot. And, and he was very excited about that. And I tried it out and I was really impressed with, with the changes that they've made and the new hardware and all that. Uh, but once again, it still doesn't work for me. But I always let people know that that's that's because that's where my vision is at. That's right. where my vision impairment is. It doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. Is this the one based on the M three hundred platform or the the Samsung platform? Yeah, the M three hundred. And and I at ACB conference in St. Louis this past year, I got to try the um, the Samsung version, and it was just brand new. Like Sean and his buddy. Um, Rex, 
had just finished the coding like the night before and, and, you know, <laughs> put the tape on to hold the door shut and all that kind of stuff and, and brought it to the show. And so it was brand new and, um, it, it worked pretty good. I mean, I, I, I had my Iris vision there at the same time and I kind of did a side by side comparison and, and it wasn't any better. It was, it looked very similar. Um, at the time I haven't tried it since he keeps texting me and saying, oh, I got to put it on your phone. Cause it uses the same phone that I use. And he's like, I gotta put it on your phone and, and, and do that. I'm like, yeah, you know where I live, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not waiting on me anytime you want to just let me know. Um, and then another week or two will go by, but, uh, it's funny how they all seem to be going towards that Samsung gear platform. Um, yeah, you know, or, or that style with the VR headset. New Eyes is doing it now, uh, yeah. so it's it's it, they seem to have found something that works. Well, and that's you know, and but again, you know, that is is technology that's really still developing really fast. Um, the mm -hmm. the headsets are just getting better and better, and. I feel like over the, even the, over the next five years, I mean, as a mainstream technology, as well as, as an AT platform, um, those headsets are, are just going to get lighter and lighter and, and better and better. Um, I think that that's going to be a real leap forward too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the wrap around yes. sunglass style because, yep. you know, as I said, I'm, I use my peripheral, so I need something that's going to fill up my full field of view. <laughs> Well, and too, it just, in, I don't know, nobody, nobody can really comfortably wear those headsets for extended periods of time, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, again, that's a, that's a mainstream problem as well as a, uh, as an AT problem. Um, and, but once they crack that and once they can make those headsets really light or either, either that or just build it into some sort of a visor as opposed to an entire headset that sits all the way over your head, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's really where it's going to take off. Yeah, it's a shame too because I, I I hear that a lot when I when I demo the Iris Vision or the Patriot viewpoint or any of those. Um, the people say, "Well, I just I I wouldn't wear this. It's too bulky." And I just maybe I'm just. It took me a long time to come to terms with my vision impairment. I was probably in my my early 30s before I fully accepted that this is how it is. This is this is who I am. It's not going to change. It can't be cured. Uh, right now anyway. Um, so why should I keep trying to hide it and be ashamed of it? Um, and I, I understand not everybody is at that point, but it, it, it's kind of sad to me that, that people would, you know, when I, it's clear that a device like that could help so much, you know, and, and when I do the demonstrations then, and they're like, Oh, I can see, Oh yeah, I can read that across the room and all that. But then they said they would never wear it because it, you know, it's too bulky or they feel silly wearing it. I'm just like, I just don't care. I'm, <laughs> I take it shopping. I've, I've worn it in concerts and, you know, and, uh, at plays and things like that. I'm like, I would rather be able to see than worry about what these people sitting around me think. Hmm. Um, and I wish more people would, would have that attitude also. Yeah, for sure. Although I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's also, there, there's a comfort level as there as well. Um, cause I know the headsets, I have a buddy that has a, uh, has an Oculus Rift, and uh, you mm -hmm. know his his complaint is always like after about an hour it just starts to get so sweaty and sort of uncomfortable that you kind yeah. of have to stop and take a break. Yeah, absolutely. Was that somebody's stomach? Yep. 
Woof. Is that you, Ryan? <laughs> huh? Is that you? That was me. That was you, Woof. Ryan. You hungry? Nope. Need a donut? Just digesting. <laughs> <laughs> Got a donut? What, did you bring donuts? I thought the dog was growling upstairs. <laughs> donuts. And you guys are talking my language. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just love the amount of content you throw up on the blind life. You know, I can't keep up. And, you know, we've been in the AT industry for years and years as well. And so it's, it's really great to have a place to go, uh, you know, to look at some honest reviews of this tech that not everybody can get their hands on. Well, and yeah, and it's the nice thing about the, the AT world is that um, there's always going to be content for me to, to make a video about. Uh, you know, I've in the past, I have it's time to make a video and I'm just like, Oh, I've, I've got, you know, like I said, over 480 videos, I've done a video about just about everything having to do with vision impairment. What am I going to do a video about this, this week? Uh, but there always seems to be something yeah. with, um, AT going on at AT. And uh, as I said, right now, I've, I've got a little bit of a backlog going. Um, I really need a second person to, <laughs> to join the team and help make videos for me. Well, yeah, uh, but know. Then, again, there's a, there's a great um, young lady making AT videos. Her name's Carrie Morales. She has a channel called Live Accessible really? uh, on YouTube, and it's just started. She's I think she's still under a thousand subscribers, um, but uh, she's doing great job, great work. I, I did a I did a uh, live stream with her recently, um, but I feel bad sometimes because I see the videos she puts up, and it's it's all things that I've already made videos about, uh, not saying there isn't room for other videos, but I think, man, I've, I've just made so many videos that it's, it's hard to come up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel a little bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but even that, you know, even that, like having having repetition isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's always interesting to get multiple takes on on any given device um, oh, yeah. for that reason. Right. Because, again, you know, what 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 works for one person might not work for another yeah. It is so variable. You know, we, we we made the decision a while back that we were going to do something other than just AT on, on this podcast because there there's a lot of people who are doing just AT. Um, mm -hmm. So we decided to branch out more into uh, the human aspects of it. And uh, I think that's worked well for us. But, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a very different animal than we when we first came up with the idea for the podcast sitting around a lunch table. This it was a very different different animal than what it ended up being. Mm -hmm. um, we we kind of evolved or fell into it, what we're doing now. So, um, and I think it's a much better format. You know, we've we've discussed in the past. There's enough you know tech specific podcasts out there if that's what you're looking for. That, that mm -hmm. will do it much better than we can, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Like the blind life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, as I said, people, people crave that, um, that real life uh, aspect too, you know, the, the tips and tricks or the how to's, um, because a lot of people, at least watching my channel, they're new to it yes. and they don't know all the little things that we've learned, you know, you're pulling you're going to drink coffee. We'll put it into a light colored mug so you can see it as you're pouring, you know, things like that. Right. Um, well, if you guys need someone else to talk to my buddy, Derek Daniel, uh, life after sight loss.com. Okay, He's on, all about okay. the emotional side of vision impairment. Hold on. I'm going to make note of that. Oh, cool. Yep. His, 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 uh, YouTube and website is life after sight loss.com. Okay. 
Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because that's kind of been our experience too. I mean, I think that when we first started, uh, we thought, oh, you know what, we'll probably have like, I don't know, a couple months of, of content if we do this weekly. And then I don't know, what are we going to talk about? And, you know, once we got going down the road, uh, there's just tons to talk about. There's tons of content. There's never any shortage of of news coming out or new devices or people to talk to or mm-hmm. i mean heck we even thought who's gonna talk to us <laughs> you know, who's gonna... we still ask that question yeah and <laughs> I, and honestly you ask the questions and, and people are, are happy to talk to you so we've we've yet to really run into a, a drought of content to talk mm-hmm. about so um it, it's you know and we've said it for a while now uh, it at is a is a really it's a it's a flourishing industry right now um there's a lot going on in it and there's a lot uh, the technology is is just getting better and better and um i think that because more smaller companies uh, are are coming up with products we're just seeing a, a real growth um in what people are coming up with not only that is the technology getting better but people are applying the technology in in ways that um i don't think has ever been done before mm-hmm. so i mean haptic shoes i mean who who <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean we laugh but i mean hey why not give it a try maybe maybe they'll work yeah. um you know I, I think that's something even something like uh the sunu band Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we, no one could have conceived of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, and then Suno, uh, how they're going to be, they're really trying to implement edge detection yep. into the haptics. So you really feel the edge of the doorway. And, you know, that's that's crazy to me to think about that. Yeah. Um, well, there was one I saw, I haven't heard from it since, but uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, it was at, I think, ATIA, where it was this little pad that you put onto your tongue, and then it sends electrical pulses <laughs> through the pad right. uh, for navigating. Really? What was that called? Yeah, that's been out for it a It was called a years. bad idea. That's what it I was. I know. <laughs> no, it's been out for a number of years. Really? Yeah. 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 I don't remember what it was called, but I, yeah. I thought, saw that. And I was like, that's insane. That's crazy to me. But, you know, I, I, I think of all the things that's wrong with that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, and how it made past the uh, the, the meeting room. <laughs> but, you know, it, it seemed to work. So, listen, anything else that you want to plug or anything else you're up to uh, before we let you go? Um, no, I'm just I'm just. You know, doing as much as I can. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm currently working with Blind Shell to help them launch here in the U.S. Uh, so if anybody would like more information about that, blindshell.com. I'll be attending conferences um, as as the Blind Life and and along with Blind Shell, um, working with Windows accessibility um, team to help make Windows awesome even more awesome than it is. Look forward to the spring update, which should be coming out soon. Some great stuff coming in that. And even in the next fall update, which I'm not allowed to talk about, (laughs) but it's going to be cool. (laughs) Um, No, I just, you know, everybody check out the channel. It is on YouTube. It's the blind life, the blind life. Um, Or if you just go into Google and search the blind life, you'll find me. Um, Email, Twitter, um, Facebook, all of that is the blind life, Sam. And I highly recommend anybody who hasn't checked them out, go check them out, subscribe, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and uh, give them some love.
Yes, please. And, and I need all money. the love I can get. <laughs> yeah, and send him money. <laughs> yes. Donate through PayPal. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, I see you have merch. I do. Yeah, I guess I should plug that, shouldn't I? Merch um, it up. Yeah, I sell uh, T-shirts on Amazon, um, all having to do with vision impairments of all types. Um, I've got some 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 uh, blind life merchandise type shirts, but then I also have some dealing with um, cane users, some with guide dog users, um, some sarcastic. Uh, you know, I've I've got um, some controversial. I get controversial. I guess you could say. Oh, uh, look. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I need to get back on that. I need to I need to get back to designing. I got some good ideas that some some viewers have given me some good ideas. I need to put out some more shirts, but hoodies, T-shirts selling in, in the U.S. Um, as well as Great Britain and Germany, I believe. Those are the only options I have right now for selling on Amazon. Uh, as soon as they open some more markets, I will be selling through there as well. So what you're saying is I can't buy a T-shirt now because I'm in Canada. Thanks, Sam. I, well, I, I made a whole video t telling you how to uh, work around to oh, get okay. it shipped internationally when it doesn't normally get shipped to you. All right. Well, I'll be checking it out later. Yeah, we really need to come up with some merch. You should. At least, you know, just um, AT Banter logo or something like that. Well, uh, selling through Amazon merch by Amazon, it's, it's pretty easy. Maybe we can get sponsored by, like, who makes cowbells? <laughs> oh does, yeah does those drums people what is that zigin do they make cowbells maybe we can get sponsor sweet sponsorship deal for that make some branded cowbells there you go give sam a cowbell we haven't even given sam a cowbell yet <laughs> oh, I'm so honored. <laughs> I was waiting. I didn't want to. I was baited breath. I didn't want to hold usually my. Usually in the intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sam, listen. So, thanks so much for taking some time out and talking with us. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Best of luck with the channel, and uh, we're gonna give you a cowbell to go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> thanks, guys. It's my pleasure. I had a great time. All right. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Look, branded cowbell. That's what we need to look into, Ryan. Really? Sure, why not? Our own, the AT Banter Cowbell. All right, pony up some money. I wonder how, how, how expensive is it to make a cowbell? We just go raid farms. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of cow tipping, we're stealing cowbells. <laughs> That's right. Actually, we can do both. Tip the cow and make steal some, the cowbell. Make some stickers. <laughs> uh, that was cool. Yeah, it's always, I'm always, I always love talking to other podcasters slash YouTubers because uh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating what the, the, the content creation, 480 videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 13, That's a ton of work. 13,000 subscribers two million over two million views yeah yeah he's reaching a bunch of people man yeah puts our little podcast to shame yeah uh, excuse me he's been doing it longer yeah that's yeah. what it is and it's good and it's good content too like all his reviews are really are really well done and well shot mm -hmm. like that's why i was asking about his equipment because they're all like really they look really good yeah all right let's uh you guys ready to get out of here yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's tell the fine folks where can people find us. They can find us online at atbanter.com. They can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at atbanter.com. I gave you that pause and everything, and you were still <laughs> late on that, Steve. Come on. You got you to start coming to rehearsals, my friend. Okay. Do, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> 
they can also drop us an email if they so. <laughs> I feel like I think this podcast might be turning into with all this abuse that we're heaping on Ryan today too. I feel like we're might, we're getting to today, that that eighteen let, years. We're, we're getting to the, that let it be aspect of the Beatles career. You know when they all start to fight in studio and they just all this passive aggressive banter starts to happen. Ah, oh, some gold nuggets in there. Hey. You know what? People can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I think the real question is who would Ringo be? Rick. Rick. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Rick. Definitely. Yeah, definitely Rick. <laughs> that, was a, that was a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, they can also find us uh, on... Wait, did I take Ryan's line? Is that yeah, your, I already your, said okay. com. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Uh, they can also find us on Facebook, Steve Twitter... Did that? Oh shit! <laughs> I'm Ringo today. <laughs> uh, what the? What's left for me? What's what's going on? Where am I? <laughs> uh, uh, they. Uh, all right, goodbye, folks. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Okay, I guess uh, we'll just about do it for all the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> do it today. For us, oh, let's get out of here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in, and uh, we'll see everybody next week, hopefully. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.